in to another episode of Lotte Talks. This is your host, Thomas Belcher, and it is wonderful to be with you guys again here on Word Wednesday. We're going to go ahead and start the segment today and look and see what God has for us to learn today in His Word. If you're able to, look with me in Luke chapter 22, verses uh, starting with, with verse 43. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were, as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Today we're going to be talking about fear. We're going to be talking a little bit about fear today. And what these two verses here and uh, talking about Jesus before the crucifixion when he's in the in the garden by himself and the angel comes along to comfort him as he's preparing to go to the cross of Calvary and he knows that it's going to be a very brutal and agonizing experience and he's going to have to go through a lot of stuff that he doesn't want to go through. And we see something here that we don't really get to see in the character of Christ throughout the rest of uh, his story of his earthly ministry. And that is fear. Um, and being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And it, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. I know I just read those verses out of order, but the angel coming down to strengthen him, uh, uh, sweating great drops of blood. Now, from my understanding, from my research, uh, that has actually been sweating blood has actually been known to be caused by a great deal of worry, uh, a great deal of stress, kind of like an ulcer, but it can actually make you physically start sweating blood. There are, there are other cases about that, uh, but from what I've been able to read, that's, that's what it happens is when you are afraid, when, when you have so much fear in your body that you literally start to sweat blood. Notice though in verse 43, the angel came to strengthen Christ came to add support, basically say, hello, Lord, yeah, this is going to be fine. You're, uh, it's going to be okay. Now, God, now, Jesus Christ is God. I'm not belittling that. What we're seeing here is it's Jesus Christ's flesh. You see, when he was on earth, he was still flesh. He was born of a virgin, and he was still flesh, so he had some fleshly nature. He had no sin. Let me get that out of the way right now. Don't nobody think that I'm saying Jesus Christ sinned. Uh, Jesus Christ never once sinned. He couldn't have sacrificed himself on the cross of Calvary if he had. What we see here is fear, something every human being is born with and something every human being needs to deal with. So let's look at four things today that Jesus Christ right here teaches us about fear. Number one, the most the most reasonable aspect of it is that everyone has fear. Fear is simple. Fear is an emotion. Every single person in the world has experienced fear. If somebody says that they that they have never been afraid, they are a liar. Everyone has fear. Everyone has something they're afraid of. Um, my biggest fear of, is heights. I'm six foot five. And I can't stand heights. I hate heights. I, I can't do it. I really can't. Uh, we'll be on, on an escalator, going down an escalator, and I can't do it. 
just looking over St. Heights, when my wife and I were passing through Memphis, Tennessee, we went to the Bass Pro Shops there. It's the largest Bass Pro Shops in the world. Great place to go to, great place to stop. It's held in a pyramid, which I thought was great. We stopped by and we went to go check it out. And they have the world's longest freestanding elevator. And so we went on the elevator, and freestanding means that it's just in one tube, one elevator shaft, and that's it. You can see through the floor, see, see through the sides, see through everything. That entire time, I had to have my wife stand literally an inch from my face, and I had to stare at her the entire time because I could not take the heights. The heights were making me sick. They were making me, I, and they were making me afraid. I have a fear of heights. We as human beings have many fears. Uh, uh, fears are irrational. Nobody really knows where they can come from, but they just develop. Fears, uh, fear is an emotion. Um, one of the greatest gifts that Jesus, that God ever created, uh, that God ever gave us when He created us, was our emotions. Our emotions are what make us human. Um, our emotions separate us, separate us from machines. Our emotions make us special. Uh, now, your emotions, if you're not careful, can control you. That's why we ought to control our emotions. Now, fear is the same thing. Fear can control us. And fear controls a lot of Christians in today's world. We have a whole society of Christians right now. Uh, case in point, uh, this pandemic. When the pandemic first started, we none of us knew what was going on. None of us knew what was going to happen with this virus. And so, understandably, we were very worried. And uh, a lot of the cases, we still don't know what's going to happen with the virus. But we've got a lot of Christians who are, uh, and I've noticed traveling throughout the country during this whole thing, We've got a lot of Christians who are too scared to leave their own home and go to church thinking that they're going to get this virus. Now, some of these Christians are older people and they're more susceptible to it. I can understand that. But we can't let this fear control us. We've let this fear kick us out of church. There, there's a difference between acknowledging the fear and letting the fear control your life and making decisions for you. We've got Christians that are now letting this fear of this virus control them. And you know what doesn't help help with that fear? The news. The news, all it does is peddle fear. That's how they stay in business. All they do is just give fear and make you fearful and to the point that they're the ones telling you about the problem so that they can sell you the solution. They'll tell you there's a virus out there, but you have to wait a week and come back at the same news channel at 6 p.m. to listen about how to get rid of the virus. That's every news channel, where you, whether you watch CNN or Fox or Newsmax or something else. That's every single news channel. And in... And in a large part, that's what has caused a lot of Christians to start trying uh, start trying to avoid the church because the church can uh, can cause you to get the virus. Singing in church can cause greater chances of getting the virus. Well, I want to ask everybody: Have you ever thought that maybe going to Walmart can also cause you to get the virus? Genuine question. 
We have a lot of Christians who are fine with saying, well, I can't go to church. We shake hands. We sing. We do all this. I can't go to church because I'm, I'll, I might get the virus. But then we're fine with going to big box stores like Walmart and whatnot and touching an item that's been sitting on the shelf that's been touched by the grabby hands of 12 other people. And we don't know wh- where those people have been. Did they wash their hands? Some serious questions here. We as Christians have let fear start controlling our lives. And yes, everyone has fear. But look here. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer, he was come to his disciples. He found them sleeping for sorrow. All this happens. Jesus Christ, this is... If Jesus Christ was afraid of this, once again, that's his flesh that was afraid of it. But if he was afraid of it, this was a big deal. This was a huge deal. Jesus Christ was still, uh, he was a physical man. The physical body was afraid. The physical body didn't want to go through the pain that he knew that he was going to have to go through. But guess what? He did it anyway. Jesus Christ was fearful. The physical body of Jesus Christ was fearful. But Jesus Christ knew what needed to be done. He knew what was right. He knew what he had to do. And he did it anyway. A lot of us, we call that courage. Some of us call that duty. But I'll tell you right now, courage is not the, de- not the absence of fear or the defeat of fear. It's the control of fear. You're never going to defeat fear in your life. You're always going to be afraid of one thing or another. But fear, if you control it, can help you. And we're going to get into that in point number two. But point number one, everyone has fear. Number two, fear can be a good motivator. My pastor down in Lexington, Kentucky, I was once talking to him about when I was first wanting to go on on deputation and go to the mission field. I was asking him all kinds of questions, and I told him, Preacher, I'm scared. I'm afraid to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm afraid. And you know what he told me? He told me, Good. Fear makes you run faster. Fear can be a good motivator. We are often scared uh, of doing things that are out of our comfort zone. I don't know one Christian that was called to preach that was not at one, at least one time in their life afraid of that decision. When I was first called to preach as a senior in high school, I was scared to death. I didn't want to do it. My flesh wanted me to do something else. My flesh wanted me to go join the military. My flesh wanted me to stay as far away from preaching as I possibly could. But there's one thing I've learned, especially from watching older preachers, uh, older preachers and men of God that I look up to. It's that when they get afraid of something, when they have fear in their life, first off, they turn to God. That motivates them to get in prayer and go to God. God ought to be our first destination in order to get, get rid of that fear. But number two, They don't let that fear control them, but they let that fear motivate them to do what is right. Normally, when you're afraid of something, that's a sign that you need to go do that thing you're afraid of. 
when I was working camp staff at Circle C Baptist Ranch in Lancaster, Kentucky in 2012, we had this suspension bridge, which back then I was terribly afraid of, but now I've been across it many times. I'm not afraid of it anymore. I can cross it pretty easy now. But I was in charge of maintenance for the camp. Well, not in charge, but I was a part of maintenance for the camp. And it was me and two friends that were gone down into the woods to fix this one area up and to mow it and to get it cleaned out and get ready for camp. Well, the only way back up was over that suspension bridge. But I was carrying two gas containers and a weed eater or string trimmer. So I had no hands to hold on to the sides of the suspension bridge, the little rope lining that provided you some support. I had to freehand it. I had to balance myself with hands full and get across. I didn't complain about it, but it was something that I was afraid of. So as we started getting up the suspension bridge, my fear started kicking in. And you know what that fear did? It motivated me to get across the bridge faster. I said, no, I don't want to do this. And I did it anyway, but I let the fear motivate me to get across the bridge faster. Us Christians, we have a hard time knowing what to do with fear. And it's right here that Jesus Christ teaches us a lesson in what to do with it. Jesus Christ's flesh was scared. He had fear just like every one of us. But my oh my, am I happy that he did not let that fear override him and that fear control him into not going to the cross of Calvary. His fear was telling him that if he went to the cross of Calvary, it was going to be painful. He would die. It was going to hurt. He needed to avoid that. That's what fear often tells us to do, is to avoid that situation. You know what Christ did? He controlled that fear. That's something I, I try and teach myself every day is to control my own natural fear. There are things I am, I'm afraid of and I don't want to go through, but I have to go through them. I have to do it because it's right, because God's called me to do it and I need to do it. Uh, my dad, when he was in the military in the early 2000s after 9-11 had just, been, had just happened, um, the war on terror started, and Dad was scared. He was a corpsman, so he was most likely going to be activated and uh, sent overseas. And so instead of trying to run and hide from the situation and trying to get a desk job or trying to get a hospital job at one of the other bases, he did what he could to make sure that he was available to tell people uh, to tell his superiors that, yes, I am available if you need me. This was a family man that had dedicated his entire time not to the military or his career, but to his family. And you know what? It was the Lord's will that he not go overseas. He never did go over to Iraq or Afghanistan, never did any of that. But he made himself available. He controlled his fear enough that he did the right thing, telling his senior officials, hey, whatever you guys tell me, wherever you guys tell me to go, I'll go. He made himself available. He controlled his fear. Fear can be a good motivator. We need to let it motivate us sometimes. Motivate us to do what's right. A lot of times fear will 
warn you against doing something that you know what is right to do. You need to control it. We all need to control our fear and let it motivate us. Number three, fear can keep the Christian down. If you do not let fear motivate you, you will let fear control you. If you let fear decide every decision in your life, that fear is keeping you down. Too often times does fear keep the Christian down. Do you realize what would have happened had Jesus Christ not had Jesus Christ listened to the fear that he experienced in verse 44 of Luke chapter 22? Do you realize what would have happened? Well, he would never have gone to the cross of Calvary. He would never have died on that cross. He would never have died for our sins. He'd have proven the devil right and made God imperfect. Which, first off, was never possible in the first place. But had he not controlled his fear, had he not controlled that fear and let it motivate him, that fear would have dominated him. That fear would have put him down. Too many times do we let fear control us as Christians. You realize we're not supposed to live in fear as a Christian. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite people in history to read about, General Stonewall Jackson. You know, it was the, uh, it was the Battle of Bull Run. I believe it was the Second Battle of Bull Run. He, I believe he was present at both, if I remember correctly. But he stood there. He sat there on his horse, cannon fire, bullets, men dying all around him. Everybody else was retreating, but he sat there, stone-faced, staring down the Yankee line. And he sat there, would not move. So later, after the battle, after they were uh, searching the dead, one of his officers came up to General Jackson and asked him, Sir, how can you just stand there, just stand there and do nothing among, among death and carnage? How can you stand there and be so courageous? You know what his response was to his officer? He told him that my religion teaches me to be as calm in the battlefield as I am in bed. He was a Christian man through and through. Also a great soul winner. And that, and that aspect of his life often gets overlooked. But he didn't let fear keep him down. He didn't get the nickname Stonewall Jackson by running away and retreating. He got the nickname Stonewall by standing there and holding the line, almost single-handedly. But that's what he did. Christian, the devil's going to use fear in our lives. He's going to use whatever we're afraid of to keep us down. And if we let him, he's going to keep us there. We're never going to get back up if we don't start doing what Jesus Christ did here and controlling our fear, putting a leash on our fear and having us control it. If you're afraid of something, give it to God. If you are afraid of something today, while you listen to this podcast, you give it to God right now. You, you stop listening to this podcast right now and you pray to God, okay, Lord, I'm giving this over to you. This situation, this problem in my life, I'm giving this over to you 100%. I'm giving this to you. I'm going to do whatever you have me to do, whether or not I am scared to do it or whether or not fear keeps me from doing it. I'm going to give it to you. I naturally do not like speaking in front of people. I am an introvert through and through. I don't like speaking in front of other people. I often ask myself why God called me into missions and why God, God called me to be a preacher in the first place. 
And when I reach and get in front of that pulpit, I, I'm scared to death. Multiple things go through my head. Have I gotten behind this pulpit without the power of God in my life? Have I gotten behind this pulpit and will I preach and the power of God won't be in the sermon? Uh, nobody will understand me. I'll stutter uh, 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 left and right. What's going to happen? But you know what? All of that is my flesh and the fear that Satan is using in that flesh to try and keep me down and keep me from doing what God would have me to do. When I look at that pulpit, when I'm about to walk up there and start preaching, I naturally go through fear. I naturally get scared. You can ask my wife. I get scared every single time before I preach. Not because I, not because of public speaking exactly. I just don't want to get up there without the power of God on my life. If there's one word that comes out of my mouth that was not from the Holy Spirit, and that is not blessed and ordained by the Holy Spirit, guess what? I have failed already, and there's no point in me being behind the pulpit in the first place. Folks, but I don't let that fear control me anyway. I let that fear motivate me. And I go to God in prayer beforehand, and I beg God to, to use me, to fill me with His Spirit. I've seen so many other preachers do the same thing. I've seen so many other preachers pray and beg God to fill them with your spirit. You know why? Because they're nervous too. They're afraid of getting behind that holy desk and uh, having a word come out of their mouth that is not from this King James Bible inspired, preserved word of God. That is not from the Holy Spirit. They're, uh, they're scared to death. And you know what? As they should be. I fear for the, I am fearful for the man of God, for the man that gets behind that pulpit and starts saying stuff that is not God-ordained. I am fearful of that. I'm fearful for these liberals that will get on YouTube and get on Facebook and get on Twitter and start saying stuff from an NIV or something that is not God-ordained and will start supporting stuff like gay rights, start supporting abortion, which is the new one that I've seen lately. I'm scared to death for these folks. You know why? Because they're going to pay for that one day. Because they're saying all this stuff in God's name. They're saying all this stuff claiming that they are a preacher and claiming that they are ordained of God and chosen by God to preach that word. They're saying that, and they are making themselves a liar. You get up there and you preach anything other than this book, that's just sorry. You don't deserve to be up there in the first place. You preach this book. This book's got so much involved in here that us preachers, we... We don't need to come up with our own stuff. We just need to preach what's in this book. You preach what's in the book. You preach what's in the book. I got off on a rabbit trail. I'm sorry. I've noticed a lot of these liberal preachers getting up on these social media websites. I saw about three or four posts the other day about concerning the, tex the Texas abortion law saying that they were ashamed of Texas and that Christ would have been for women's rights and Christ would have been for abortion. They claim to be pastors, so-called reverends. Let me tell you what, they're going to pay for those words someday. They're going to stand before an almighty God, and God's going to look at them, with a, and they're going to have a red face on and say, okay, that's not what my word says. Heaven help us. Heaven help us. Heaven help us. Social media's got too many Balaams now. Got too many Balaams. Number four, number four, and we'll finish. We are to control our fear. Christ Jesus here did not let fear control him. He did not let fear keep him down. 
He controlled it. I said, as I said earlier, fear, uh, courage is not the absence of fear or the defeat of it. It is the control of it. We are to control our fear. My wife and I, we're scared, we're scared to death every time we go out that we might get some kind of sickness, that our little boy may get COVID. I don't even know if it's possible for an 11-month-old 11-month 11 to get COVID. I guess it would be. We're scared that it could happen. But we're not going to keep that from... Uh, keep that from letting us keep uh, we're not going to let that keep us from doing God's will in our lives we're not going to let that keep us from doing what God would have us to do uh, here recently we had a small COVID scare where where we had just found out that uh, someone in our family had COVID and we had been around them we hugged them we we loved on them and uh, we had wondered okay they were very close uh, I mean the guy f they flat out breathed on us. So, do we have COVID? We got tested, and we sat down for a little bit. We stayed in our hotel room for a couple days, and I, I finally broke down, and I had to tell Rebecca, and I told her, listen, we can't let this control us. If we let this control us, we're not going to get anything done. Now, we'll stay here, and we'll let this, we'll let this, We'll wait for the test results to come back, which, by the way, they came back negative. We're all fine. No one's sick. In fact, the person who had COVID, they've recovered. They're fine. They were never that sick to begin with. But we can't let this control us. We've got to give this to God, and we've got to run straight forward to this problem. Enough, enough with sitting and hiding. Enough with quarantining. Enough with hiding from this virus. Enough from hiding from this government. Enough from hiding from any of these problems. We need to confront sin head on. The, the Bible says the, right, the righteous are bold as a lion. God give us some Christians that would be as bold as a lion. You know what a lion does? A lion hunts around waiting for a little bit and then pounces out into the open and takes his prey. Come on, we got to have some Christians that are righteous and that are as bold as a lion. I pray every day that God gives me a boldness that would, that would be just like a lion. A boldness that would impress the Lord himself. Come on, Christian, we can't let fear control us. We can't let fear of this virus control us. We can't let fear of whoever sits in the White House control us. We can't let fear of whoever sits in the State House control us. We've got to start doing something for God. We've got to start living for God. We've got to start doing a work for the Lord. Come on, let's, let's not let fear control us. Jesus Christ shows us exactly what to do here. Verse 45, verse, verse 45 you know what he did? He just went through having an angel support him. An angel uh, provides emotional support to him. He just went through sweating drops of blood, which is extremely painful from what I've read. And he went from that to saying, okay, naturally my flesh wants to avoid this problem, but I'm going to go do it. Jesus Christ loved us so much that he put that fear aside. He understood what needed to be done, and he did it. God give us some Christians that would put their fear aside and do it. Do a work for God because guess what? It has to be done. There are many missionaries, many evangelists who have realized this. That's why they're back on the road. Yeah, things are still not easy. But they're back on the road. They understand that at any day, any one of us could get the virus. At any day, any one of us could end up in a horrible car wreck and end up losing our lives. 
Any day something might not happen. That's why the Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Also, the Bible says, The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. You can be ready all you want, but that safety comes from God. When we head on the road and we have a 22-hour trip, I'm not, I'm not having faith in myself to keep us safe on the trip. Yeah, I'm going to try and do my best to drive safely and to keep my family and I safe. But that's not up to me. That's up to God. If for some reason it's God's will for my family and I to lose our lives on the, on the road tomorrow, guess what? That is God's will, and I'm okay with it. Uh, I pray it doesn't happen, and God forbid it would happen. But if it does, then blessed be the name of the Lord. Whatever happens tomorrow, let it happen. That's God's will. I know where I'm going when I die. My wife does too. My son's young enough. I know he'll be in heaven. We can't let fear control us. I'm seeing a lot of Christians and a lot of people let fear control them. Why do you think you drive down the road and you see these people with gloves and masks on in their car by themselves? That's fear. They are letting fear control them. It's time to stop. It's time to stop being afraid. Let's stop being afraid today. Let's start. When fear comes in our lives, let's control it. Let's give it to God. Let's give it to God, number one. That is the first thing we ought to do is to give that fear and that concern over to God. But number two, once we've given it to God, let's control that fear and tell that fear, hey, I've given it to him. I'm not going to let you concern me anymore and keep it under control. When that fear tries to keep us from doing something that is right, i.e. go to church, a witness to somebody, or, or something like that, we tell that fear, okay, you're not the boss of me, I'm the boss. Jesus Christ is over me, but I'm going to control my fear. Let's control our fear today. Let's have let's uh, let's have a little strength here. Can you control your fear? Christian, the world doesn't need any more Christians that'll just sit at home and let fear run their lives. The world doesn't need that. The church certainly doesn't need that. Christ certainly doesn't need that. We need to get back to work. We need to get back to doing what's right and doing a work for the Lord. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Thanks again for joining me today uh, for this Word Wednesday. Uh, I can't wait to see you guys again Monday. Monday at 9 a.m. will be our next uh, Missions Monday. Very interesting topics in this season coming up, and I can't wait to go over them with you. Thank you very much. God bless you all, and I pray that you all have a great day and that you don't let fear control your lives today, that you'll get out there and you'll do a work for the Lord. Thank you so much and have a great day.